Today I'll be speaking with two daughters of change who are sharing their stories to help other women unlock their voices. Megan Bruners is a first-generation entrepreneur from Cape Town, South Africa. She's also a best-selling author, coach, and TV show host. Vanessa Daniels, whom you may remember from our previous podcast, The Truth About Grief, is the founder of Graves to Gardens Coaching, which focuses on helping people move forward with life and grief. We'll discuss a collaborative book project with the goal of healing mind, body, and soul while turning pain into purpose, the power of like-minded women connecting, the importance of reaching women whose voices are still silent, and how leaping into something that scares you can reap extraordinary rewards. Welcome to the Daughters of Change podcast. My name is Marie Sola, and I'm a firm believer that women and girls play a major role in creating change for our future. This podcast tells the stories of the women and girls who are creating that change, each in their own unique way. Every day is an opportunity to blaze new trails and set positive change in motion. The possibilities are endless. Let's get started. Well, today I have two very, very special daughters of change with me. I have with me the fabulous Miss V, also known as Vanessa Daniels, who many of you may remember from a podcast uh, that we did last year uh, about the telling the truth about grief, which was really well received. And then we have another wonderful, wonderful daughter of change who Vanessa introduced me to. I meet my best daughters of change through other daughters of change. And we have Megan Bruners, who is joining us today from South Africa. So we are truly international today. And welcome to both of you. And thank you so much for coming to share this platform with us. Thank you for having us, Marie. It's an honor and a joy to be here. And I'm so glad Mega can join us as well, because I think you're going to be really blessed by her testimony. Totally. Absolutely. And Megan, so this is your first time on the Daughters of Change podcast. Tell us something about yourself that people would be surprised to know. Let me think about that. So I surprised to know. Well, I think I I'm kind of I'm authentic. I'm real. I'm transparent, and I'm a leader who's not afraid to be vulnerable. You know what? That's an important quality to have. To be able to lead and yet still show your vulnerability. It's something that a lot of people um, aren't comfortable doing. So that right there is really, uh, it's a special quality. And Vanessa, what's the most important thing that you want people to know about you right now today? Um, I think having heard my story when I was with you last time, um, and I was in the overcoming stage then, but I was still going through, there were a lot of um, painful moments that I was still healing from. And I think right now I am in a season of being elevated to another level of healing and freedom um, to the point where that's how I connected with Megan becoming an author. Um, I'm, of course, a life coach, but I now have morphed into another level of freedom of sharing my story, which is becoming an, an author. And I say morphed, I mean grown. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing, too, is that this journey doesn't stop. You know, you think you get to a point of I've arrived, you know, and I've finally gotten over that deepest level of hurt. But God continues to breathe new life and new purpose and new journey and new love and continues to take you to new platforms. So it just doesn't stop. So a spirit of expectation is where I'm at right now. So, so your garden is growing. Oh, yeah. Lots of beautiful, bountiful yeah. flowers. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, it, it's so, you know, from the outside looking in, Vanessa, it's it's nice to see that for you and to see, 
and to see how joyful you are even through the pain. Thank you. Um, yeah, so really important. And Megan, you've had a really interesting journey yourself. I mean, you were originally a flight attendant. And how did you find your calling to help other women unlock their voices, which is so important. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how how you got from flying through the skies uh, to flying through the skies in a different way than where you are now. Yeah, so I absolutely loved flying. It was my childhood dream. And when I started flying, I could never have imagined that I'd be where I am today. And I want to tell you that I found my calling by accident. And you know why I'm saying that? It's because as daughters of change and as women of influence, we put so much effort into finding our purpose. Mm. When in actual fact, we should just be Mm. who we were called to be. And I don't believe in coincidences, but I do believe in divine appointments. And when we stop being busy, with things that we're not meant to do, then we will allow room for the things that's meant for us to actually find us. So everything that I've achieved in the three short years of being retrenched, like my boss fired me all. He fired me and I was like, okay, Lord, you need to come through for me right now. So even in the 14 years, I got like, you know, when you, when you daydream, or when you are imagining who you want to become. Like we all have that in those moments, you know, when you were young girl. You see yourself as a woman that you want to become. I'm a big dreamer. I'm a big visionary. So that kept me going. I always had this big dream, you know, working with women from across the world. Um, but I, I didn't know how I'm going to actually execute it. So I went on a journey. And I was intentional on my journey of self-discovery. And what helped me or what pushed me into my purpose was my pain. It was my inadequacies. And it was my flaws. Because you can only take hold of your destiny when you let go of you know, your shortcomings and all the things that we are trying to suppress that is actually withholding us from our recording. That's beautiful. That is so beautifully said, Megan. Um, And it's true, right? And letting go of our dreams is, it's so sad when people let go of their dreams because it is what, because our dreams are inspiration and that comes from somewhere, right? So I always, I call it divine inspiration. You know, and when you when you know you're on the right path, like you get that feeling of it's hard to articulate, but it's like that feeling in the in your stomach that it's like a really good feeling and you feel really energized and happy when you're doing it. That's like when you know you're on the right path and when you can just kind of stop and go, Okay, I'm on the right path. I'm going to let it go and see where it goes instead of trying to dictate that path. Right. Because. If you're on the right path, it's going to take you where you need to be. And I think, you know, coming back, Vanessa, you're, you know, you're now writing. You met Megan and this project that we're going to be talking about, this fantastic collaborative book. I mean, it's all like even when you're at the beginning of that path, you may not see these stops along the way that are all part of it. Right. That's right. And Vanessa, I have to ask you, how did you actually meet Megan? And was the connection powerful from the beginning? Like, did you just meet her and go, oh, yeah, I need to know this woman? Oh, yeah, I needed to know this woman for sure. <laughs> so um, what's so amazing is that the two of us were in another online life coaching program together. Um, but we didn't really spend any one-on-one time together. And yet I remember one day us being on a call and, you know, you see you're, you're on a zoom call and you see all these faces across the screen. And I was just drawn to her, but I had also been following her story and I had listened to a lot of what she had said and she had listened to what I had shared, but I was drawn to her and I didn't know why I just kept glancing at her face and there was just this connection. And I'm like, God, I don't know what this is about. That was last spring. 
And I then sold my house. I was at this place of, okay, God, you're calling me to surrender everything that I have and everything that I've held dear from before. So yes, I'm going to do it. And there's a whole story with that that I'm not going to get into. But then, so that got very involved in that. And I was not online. I wasn't on Facebook. God had called me to just listen to his voice and kind of quiet all the other voices So from May, actually, probably from July until December, I was not online at all. All of a sudden, out of the blue, middle of December, I get a message from uh, Megan in Messenger saying, hey, I've been following your story. I think your story is powerful. Would you be interested in getting on a call to talk to me about co-authoring a book? And I went, what? (laughs) Immediately though, even with that message, I knew it wasn't just Megan. I knew that call was from God. So we get on this call. That first call was so powerful. There was such a connection point. There was such a familiarity in our stories. There was such a connection in our stories. And I really knew that what God was doing was he was telling me, I see you. I hear you. You have been obedient to everything I've asked you to do. And even in the midst of all of your pain, you have invited me in and I'm calling you to a level that you cannot even imagine. It's above and beyond what you can imagine. So when she presented the offer to me, normally I'm like, okay, let me go around and think about it. Let me pray about it. Let me take some time. I'll get back to you. In that moment when she made the offer, I immediately knew that there was no time to think about it. It was an immediate yes. So right there on that call, and I was smiling as she was even talking, and it wasn't so much about all the things that she was saying, but combining that with my hearing the voice of God, even in that moment saying, yes, this is what I have for you. So I did. And it has been such an amazing experience of stretching and growing and going to that next level. Um, Just, just powerful. So you knew there was no question. There was was no, no like, I'll think about it and call you next week, Megan. Right. That was like the immediate. Oh yeah. Like you were feeling it on so many levels. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there are those people that were destined to come into our lives. Like, I think that, you know, we're on a journey here. Like I call this, like, this is earth school. Like we're on this journey and there are people that are meant to come into our lives. Well, and if I can just add to that real quick. So I knew 15 years ago that I was supposed to write a book, but life and all the things and the procrastination deterred me from doing it. I also knew that God had something more for me in addition to life coaching, not instead of, but in addition to, but it was undefined. So when we were on this call, there was the revelation that This is the fulfillment of the call I put on your life 15 years ago to write a book. And it's just the seed. It's just the beginning. I'm calling you to more. And this is the something more beyond life coaching, too. And I still don't know all of the rest of it. But But that's okay. I don't think we're supposed to. I don't think we're supposed to. You know, 15 years ago, you may not have been ready to write the book. Do you know what I mean? You might have had to have these other experiences as painful as they may have been in order to actually do what you're supposed to be doing with that book, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And Megan, when you started with your new phase of work, you mentioned to me when we first met that you had a woman who became like a mentor to you. What did she teach you? So I remember that I, I went on holiday with, um, that time I didn't have my little one yet, that's almost two years old, but I was on holiday, we were on holiday um, in in Nisner, which is a, a six hour drive from where I stay. And I always believe, even though I'm on holiday, I always avail myself for the work of the Lord because I'm his, um, I'm his vessel. So what happened was at that time, I was invited to a prayer meeting. And because that is just, it's just my lifestyle. So I went there and I met this amazing woman. When she looked at me, she saw what was inside of me. Woman, ladies, you know, when you've seen how you feel, mm-hmm. for the first time I was seen. 
I would never yeah. forget that feeling. And I, I made, and I, and I told the Lord, this is what I, I want, the platform that I want to create for women that I work with. I want them to be seen. And what happened was she spoke over my life and she helped break off things off my life that was holding me stagnant. For instance, this is going to, it's going to blow your mind right now. Just listen to this quickly. So I was in my 20s and I was called to older women. But I was afraid to step out because I was under the impression that I won't be received well. Because I'm young. And the Lord had to send this woman to speak to my, um, you know, my shortcomings, my doubt, my belief, and, and my rejection. And she saw something in me, and she spoke to that, you know, that, that, that deep, dark place, and she brought something to life inside of me. Something was awoke, awoken inside of me. And from that day, I was invited to women's conferences where I ministered to women, and I, my ministry grew, um, and then I, I was in my room in Washington, D.C., praying, crying out to God, what am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? I know you're using me for certain things, but what am I supposed to do? So he sent destiny helpers in the form of older women that imparted wisdom in me. I always sat at their feet, taking notes, um, you know, learning from their testimonies. So it takes one person to affirm you, even though we don't need affirmation. But she saw something inside of me that I didn't see. She called it out. And when she unlocked me, she gave me the key to unlock others. That, speaking of testimonies, is a beautiful testimony because it, it's so true. And having these platforms for women to share their stories, to share their voices so that they know somebody is listening and somebody sees them or hears them is it's so important, you know, and uh, I have to say, Megan, I've watched some of your videos. You're a very powerful speaker. So I see what she saw in you. It comes very, very naturally. Not everybody can do that. So I can see what she saw in you, although sometimes it's hard for us to see that in ourselves, isn't it? Yes, it is. But the, I think the most yeah. important part besides her um, unlocking my, my potential that was laying dormant, I allowed her to correct me when I was wrong. I gave her permission to chastise me and to basically make sure that I stay in line. Because so many times as believers, we don't take responsibility for our healing. And I gave her permission to speak into my life so that when I become bitter, yeah. when I don't want to forgive, or when I just want to sit in the corner and don't do anything, she was there to say, you know what, you need, you need to get up, you know. Don't care what other people say about you. Don't care about, you need to stop seeking for validation from people. You were called by God, so you need to please him. So she was my destiny helper. She was my cheerleader. God sent other mentors in as well that passed on, you know. So I'm basically, I took the baton and I'm basically carrying on a legacy, even though they're no longer here anymore. Right. Right. It's really, it's really beautiful. And Vanessa, have you and Megan become mentors of sorts to one another? You know, uh, accountability partners, mentors, coaches, whatever word, you know, those, that support system that, that we have. And have you found that to happen with you and Megan as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I won't answer for Megan, but I think I can speak for her in saying yes, absolutely. You know, what's so interesting is even as I was listening to her answer your last question, I'm about 20 years older than Megan. And so I have always been in ministry of mentoring younger women. And yet here God has brought this younger woman to speak into me. And she has such a gift of anointing and calling. And she echoes the voice of God. There's so many things that she has challenged me in, not only as a book and author mentor, but also just as a woman and a daughter of God, both of us as daughters of God, calling me out of the darkness, calling me out of, you know, periods of 
uh, weird, wonky thoughts that I'm still healing from, uh, from my grief, from my grief journey, from that brokenness, from that broken chain that was in me that I'm still, she said it the other day, it was so powerful. She's got a prophetic gift in that she said, I see that, you know, there's this broken chain within you that you're still waiting for the Lord to heal. He's already healed it. It's already done. And you are powerfully walking in a purpose and in a calling that you're not yoked to that anymore. There's been so many opportunities for that. And I really think that that's exactly what God does with his daughters. You know, these daughters of change, age is not a thing. It's about the deposits of seeds that he's planted within us that he wants us to share with each other, challenge each other, encourage each other so that they will grow and flourish. We can't do it without each other. Um, So yes, Megan has been a phenomenal voice and a phenomenal instrument to unlock parts of my voice that I didn't even know were locked before. And then the other thing too, when we met that first time, she said, Vanessa, God is going to use you as a seasoned woman, as an older woman to speak into younger generations in ways that you can't even imagine. And I had already been doing that on some levels, but God is leveling that up in a way that I still can't even imagine or think. So yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I don't think it's going to stop just when this book ends as well. It's an ongoing kind of lifetime process. Oh, I think the book is just a new jumping off point for you, Vanessa. Absolutely. I like, you know, yeah. you know, you and I are the same age, like 39, and you're absolutely <laughs> right about that. <laughs> Talking to younger right. women. No. Uh, no, actually. No, no, I'm not afraid I'm, I'm not afraid of my age. I am 60. I am 60. It's I'm the 63, new, girl. That, I own it. <laughs> that is the new 39, honey. Yes, it uh, is. But anyway, I but I do agree uh with what Megan, with what you said to her, is it's important for us for women of a certain age to be listening to younger women and vice versa, because we can share our experiences, but our experiences, although we're all sharing certain experiences as women, we still have different sort of times that we've gone through and things that we've learned that we can share with one another. And Megan, I have to ask you this because we talked about this a little and I I just love this. So did you say yes when you were afraid and walk us through that? All the time. It's my it's my lifestyle. And I think that is why the Lord accelerated me because I don't I don't question him when he asked me to move. And I think it started even it started actually accelerating more so in lockdown because I didn't even though I wanted to see the next steps, I already saw the vision he gave me. So that's the difference between when you know the gifts that you flow in. It just makes it so much better for you to walk into what he's called you to. If you're still on a journey of not knowing, okay, I'm not sure what am I good at? You know, I know I can speak and all of that. But when you tap into that part to say, this is what I'm good at and you go with it, it just just clears the road for you even more. But I would say every day I give you my yes because it is a daily decision. And I've just decided that I'm on an assignment, you know, who knows how long I'm going to be on this journey yeah. of uh, curating multi-author book projects. Maybe it's just for a season. But we marry the positions and the places God takes us to. And, by the, and when he says move, we can't move because we don't want to let go of our old selves. And that is why we remain stuck. Yeah, so true. And, and how about you, Miss V? When did you say yes when you were afraid? I think you probably have done it over and over again, but is there a time that like pops out to you or, or just a thought on the empowerment you get from doing that? Yeah. I mean, I've said yes in the midst of fear since age 14, since I gave my life to the Lord, even going forward, I was afraid to walk down this aisle of people that I'd never seen before. And yet I felt that call to do so. And so I did. And you know, to, to be truthful, I've never been hampered by fear. I've never allowed fear to stop me until Mark died. And when he died, I felt this rush of fear of everything in a way that I never had before. I was afraid of things that I'm like, what, what do you mean you're afraid of doing that? You've done that 20,000 times before. 
But I believe that Mark's death, the enemy wanted to use to shut me down and to hamper me and to, to so lock me up in fear that I could not continue to move forward. And at first I didn't recognize that, but as I did, I'm like, wait a minute, no, 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 this is not happening. And so even in the midst of like my feet feeling like they can't move forward, I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm holding onto your hand. So can you just kind of lift me up and let me walk on water kind of a thing, even writing this book, um, writing the chapter for the book. I had never written a chapter for a book before. And even in that moment, when Megan offered me the opportunity, I'm like, I have no clue what I'm going to write. I do believe that I am a gifted communicator and I write well, but when you're writing a chapter for a book, that's a completely different thing than, you know, writing a training manual for staff or, you know, writing a course for someone or, you know, even writing a post on Facebook, it is very different. So I'm like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know Mm -hmm. you've called me to it. And so I'm saying yes, because you are going to fill me with everything that I need to get it done. Um, so yeah, fear cannot be the thing that holds us back because the things that God has called us to are beyond our imagination and they're beyond even some of the things that we think that we're gifted to do. He will give us the tools and the resources to get it done. We just have to say yes. He just needs our yes. That's it. And I say that in spite of saying no to Megan yesterday about something, oh, but it oh, was like, it wasn't, Megan, she's but it, it was say yes after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't a no, it was a not now, you know, and that's a different answer mm-hmm. than a no. Mm-hmm. The yes is still there, but it's sometimes we have to do it in the timing that God has called us to that's and right. not to the timing that people have called us to, which is a very, very different thing. Right. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and sometimes is our fear self-doubt masquerading as yes. fear, you know, I mean, our own self-doubt, I think, is our biggest. Um, that's what holds us back more than anything, I think, and mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. I mean, like there's real fear, like, OK, the tiger is about to jump on and eat my head. I mean, like in real life, like that's like fear. But I think a lot of what we call fear is actually self-doubt or things that we've been conditioned to think about ourselves that are less than um, empowering, right? For whatever reason. Yeah. I learned that there's really only two real fears that we're born with innately. It's the fear of falling and the fear of death. And those two things, when even we surrender those things to God, it's like, okay, somebody's going to catch me, right? <laughs> Even if I yeah. fall, yeah. I'm going to be, and, and, and falling is not a bad thing. We can learn from yeah. that fall to pick ourselves up and heal from it. So everything else is learned. Every other fear is learned and, or it's a spirit really dispatched from the enemy of our souls to kill us dead. And we can't give into it. Enemy of our souls. That's powerful. And, you know, honestly, I mean... No truer words were ever spoken. And so, Megan, I want to talk for a minute about your books, because this is actually your fourth book, correct? That's right. It's my fourth book that I'm busy writing. Okay, so this one is a collaborative project, and we're going to talk specifically about this book in a minute. But tell us about, so of the four books, is this the third collaboration? Is that correct? The first one was you writing solo, or do I have that? Do I have that right? So the first one was my solo book. I would say it was my debut where I wrote my personal story. You're, okay. So I actually wrote my personal story in the very first book. So that was kind of, I call it my kingdom key, because when you write the first one, it actually unlocks the others, and it just takes you to the next level. So my yes for the first book actually opened the door for my yes for the second one, and it just continued. So the opportunities came when I gave my yes to the very first one, where I didn't even know next steps. I mean, I ended off my first book with the following words. Um, I was retrenched. I don't know what's next, but I'm trusting God, literally. My second book, I just continued because myself and my husband trusted for uh, a little one, a baby, for seven years. He answered our prayer. So every book had a testimony, and it's basically a continuation. After the second book, I wrote my third book. I spoke about people-pleasing, about saying no, about setting boundaries, 
right? So I also included the testimony in there. And now my fourth book, I'm speaking about unlocking your voice. So every book was intentional because it was a message that I received in that season. So, and very specific to the messaging. And of the four books, this is not the first collaborative book, correct? My third one. Your third one was your first collaborative book. And so you're doing that. This is also a collaborative book. That's right. So my, I, I did after the first, the first one was a solo and the, the three after that um, was all collaborative books where I collaborated with women from the Philippines, UK, USA, um, and all parts of the world. Fantastic. I, I just, I love that so much. And okay, so let's. Let's give a plug to this fourth book here, Megan. What is the name of your fourth book? And you could tell us, actually, tell us the name of all three. And let's, but then let's dig into this fourth book a little bit more. Okay. So the first book is called Unmasking Purpose for, so I wrote that book specifically for millennials and parents of millennials because I was rebellious and I wanted to give them a heads up to say, listen, this is why, you know, give them some tools. This is how you deal with your kids. And so that was, that is like a manual that I wrote just to basically guide you through the process. Um, and I actually, I was very transparent in that book. Um, I think it's a little bit too much, <laughs> but, but it was needed. <laughs> it was needed. I think someone actually told me, I feel like I'm reading your diary. <laughs> but we've already, we've already <laughs> determined that you're authentic and transparent. So that's okay. Right. Yeah, like, why? Like, did they think I was kidding when I said that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, let me tone it down a little bit. <laughs> and then the second, <laughs> the second book was called Ambitious Woman Rise, um, where I collaborated with business women. And then um, the third book is called, that was, that's my latest collab book, which is actually doing pretty well. It's called um, Just Say No, 14 Transformational Keys to Set Healthy Boundaries in Business nice. and Relationships. Nice. So that book still helps me today to set boundaries. So that I see it as a book that I actually wrote to myself because it's helping me so much. And then um, the one that I'm writing, that I'm busy with right now, with Vanessa is in. So when I wrote the last uh, collab book, Just Said No, I told myself I was finished. But God had other plans. And we all know that he loves disrupting our plans. <laughs> so I had to be obedient and... He gave me the title and I had to run with it. So, um, and here we are. And this comes out when? So Unlock Your Voice. Um, so the, 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 the title is Unlock Your Voice and the subtitle is Breakthrough Stories of Kingdom Women Who Are Called to Impact the Marketplace. And it comes out 25th of May, 2023 in the summer. So it's coming right out. I mean, that's just a couple. Well, by the time, actually, by the time you're listening to this podcast, let me just look at my calendar here, ladies. Uh, it will be coming out the following month because we're now in April. And so next month, this book will be out and we will make sure we'll talk about this a little bit further on about how you can connect with Vanessa and Megan and find out. But we will make sure that there are links in the show notes and uh, so that you can find out how to get a copy of this book and also about Megan's other books and Vanessa's work as well. So I just want to make sure that you all know that. And if you're driving the car, don't look down at the show notes right now. Please wait until you're parked because that wouldn't be good. Um, and Vanessa, you're writing a chapter for this fourth book, uh, Unlock yes. Your Voices. There was a really interesting timing in this collaboration for you so why was the timing of this so important like that it just so happened well you know there's so many answers I could give to that but I will just say that I mentioned earlier that I had been called to sell my house in May of last year and it was the last thing that I was really holding on to that represented Mark and me together. Um, we had built it. We had done so much work in it. We designed so many things in it. And I could still see him everywhere. It kind of defined our life together. And I heard God say, it's time to release it. And I'm moving you on to a place that is a definition of just you and me. And I was afraid, again, fear, 
of doing that because I had spent 25 years with this man. And I'm like, uh, hello, that out there, I can't even hold on to it, touch it. I don't know what, what, how to define it. And he said, I need you to trust me, surrender to me and just obey me. So I did. I sold my house in July. Going to skip forward. I spent the, I, I got off Facebook because I just really needed to hear only his voice about what this next season was going to look like. So when Megan asked me about writing the chapter, there was no question about what it was going to be about. Yes, it's a, a story. Part of the story is about my journey of losing the greatest gift in my life after Jesus, which was my husband, Mark. But more importantly, it's about the revelation that God gave me about how he was going to turn that pain into purpose. Life coaching is just one part of it. There's so much more. And because it was time now for him, we're starting a new year. And then the, the <laughs> here's the, the piece that I really want to get to. She contacted me in mid-December after she tells me and gets my interest all wetted about this amazing content. She says, <laughs> oh, and by the way, I need the, the deadline for it is February 1st. Will you be able to write it by then? <laughs> and I went, that's barely six weeks from now. And I knew December was going to be full. So I wouldn't be able to write anything until after the first of the year. And immediately I'm like, yes, of course I can do that <laughs> without even knowing that I could. First of the year comes two of those weeks in January. I was sick as a dog. I don't get sick like that anymore. And I was sick as a dog here again, the enemy trying to lock my voice down. And I said, God, I need you to show me how to meet this deadline, how to do this, how to do all of these things. I got on a call with Megan and Megan said, I need you to back away from all the deadlines here again. She's speaking into me, mentoring me, the woman who thinks that she knows it all. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to back away from deadlines, back away from all of the things that are driving me. And I'm just going to spend time with the Lord. That's what she encouraged me to do. Two hours later, I'm like, Lord, I don't want you to just show me what to write. I am inviting you into this process to write with me. I finished the chapter that day and turned it in a week before the deadline. Wow. So I was just blown away by God showing me, this isn't just about me telling you to just give up everything. I am partnering with you to do things that you have never done before in a way that you can't even imagine doing them. And all I need is your yes, your trust, your surrender, and your obedience. So this book is so perfectly timed because the other thing is, I didn't just stop writing once I finished the chapter. This book that's been in me for 15 years, I continued to write and I have already started birthing that wow. as well. So, I mean, there's just so much yeah. um, related to that. And it's just about trust, surrender, and obedience. And just the tip of the iceberg for you here with this yeah. sort of this new phase uh, or the new chapter in, in your journey, shall we say. Yeah. And, you know, you've both been called spiritually to do something more with your work from this book. And we talked about it a little bit on the last call. Megan, what have you been called to do from your work you've done on this book? You had mentioned something about writing a course. Oh, yes. So um, I just wanted to say that Vanessa flows in the gift of writing. I didn't want to leave that out. Her chapter is amazing, and I'm not over-exaggerating. So you have to have to get to her chapter. So with regards to the courses, so the journey that I take on with the authors is not only for them to write the book, but it's actually to create multiple streams of income from it. So if you have a book inside of you, nice books don't sell. There needs to be a transformational message that's actually going to cause impact. Not just impact, but also income, because we need to, um, you know, there's missions that we need to fund. There's, there's a vision that's on your heart that needs to be financed, Right. So we need to create platforms and streams so that we can 
um, be an extension and, you know, do the work that we've been called to do. And that has been my driving force behind helping the women write the books because I don't just want them to make money from the book. Because when you do that, you're only looking at the now, at the at the short term. I'm actually helping them to create a legacy from mm-hmm. the book. And when I say that, I'm saying legacy in, instead of financial legacy. I'm, I also, I'm also saying about legacy where you're breaking the silence and you're actually speaking about your untold story so that when you leave the earth, your story stays yeah. behind. And that's yeah. gold. Before this, I got on a call with with another uh, amazing kingdom woman. And I told her, if you don't write that book that's inside of you, you're going to be a generational thief. So there's a course inside that book. There's a workbook inside the book. There's a program. There's a virtual summit. There's a conference. So I actually, I'm, I actually help you, depending on the package that you choose, I help you set up your entire business, your entire brand, and put together everything that you've done throughout your life and actually presented in a package to the audience that you have been called to serve. Nice. That's, and Vanessa, how about you? I mean, I know you've talked about writing a book from this chapter. Is there, you know, how has this impacted you and what do you feel like you've been called to from the, writing this book? So when I said earlier that the title is spot on, Unlock Your Voice, it's unlocking my voice in so many different ways. It's not just about writing my solo book. Um, Megan has challenged and encouraged me to create a course. I have partnered with the marketing person within her team to do exactly what she just said, you know, to take my whole brand and make it such that it can reach not just generations now, but even after I'm gone. And here's the other piece. So the day that Mark passed, and I think I mentioned this on your show before, Marie, a very good friend of mine said, Vanessa, I know you can't see any of this right now. And she had lost her husband years before. She said, I know you can't see it. I know you can't feel it. She said, but just like Mark has resurrected and he's in heaven with Jesus, there's going to be a resurrection in you on this earth that's going to have an impact that you cannot even imagine. It's going to be far reaching. Well, who would imagine that I would be writing a chapter of a book collaboratively with other international authors that's going to reach women around the globe? That's just one piece of it. There's so many different layers. And like I said before, I don't even know what all the pieces are. I don't need to know. All I know is that God has called me to something that's bigger than myself. I've said yes. He's allowed me to partner with amazing kingdom women like Megan to do the impossible. And all I have to do is keep showing up, keep believing, keep trusting, and keep surrendering and allowing him into all those dark places in my life. And trust me, even when you get to a place of healing, it doesn't mean you're done. The healing and the freedom goes in layers and deeper layers and levels. And you've got to be open to that so that you can continue to keep moving forward. So I have no idea what the end is going to be, but I don't need to. All I know is that there is a prophetic word written on my life by the king of the universe and calling me into something that I can't even imagine. And I'm like, yep. Okay. Let's go. I'm packing my bags and I'm getting on the the plane. Yes. On the plane. Because Megan flies. (laughs) (laughs) Megan does fly. That's right. Doesn't mean that there's no fear. And it doesn't mean that there aren't reservations or even hard times or dark times. I'm in a season right now where I am celebrating huge things celebrating, honoring. My sister's birthday was yesterday. She died in 2007. You know, the month of February was filled with milestones, Mark's death, all these things. So I'm still moving through these things. So there's joy and pain, even as you keep moving and you just have to hold on to the one who sees it all that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I have to sit for a minute because that's powerful. Okay. So, um, Megan, we did you know, talk a a little bit about, you know, the title of the book and stuff, but can you elaborate on the overarching theme of unlocking your voice and and why you felt 
that it was so important. I know that you, you know, you had some divine inspiration in the the subject matter, but I'm sure you have some thoughts about why it's so important. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. There's women that are sitting on their gifts and they're playing small because of what society expects from them. We're giving to people pleasing and we give into the expectations of others how we are supposed to live our lives. And this project was really, it was, it was a healing project for the authors to heal mind, body and soul because that's the word that the Lord has given me. Because when you speak, when I speak, or when Vanessa speaks, we release different sounds. So if I should get on a call with a client and I speak and use my voice, there's something that happens in the atmosphere and a frequency is released. I hope I'm, you, you, you guys are still with me right now. And I attract who I'm called to. So I don't need to strive. So when I spoke to Vanessa on the call, her baby leaped and my baby leaped. So there was a Mary and Elizabeth Luke 141. That is what took place right there. Yes. We couldn't deny that because there was there's something she needs and there's something that I needed. And that divine connection just happened organically. And sometimes we miss it yeah. because we expect things to come in a certain package. We, we don't receive from people because they're supposed to look a certain way. They're supposed to sound a certain way. They're supposed to dress a certain way. And you know what? We miss out on our blessing because that is a person that has a key for your next level. She healed it to the voice of God and she didn't look at me in any other way. But she received what I gave her from the spirit man because we are first spirit beings before in a body with a soul. So Unlock Your Voice is to unlock the voices of women that has been called to the marketplace to make impact, to make influence, because there's a wave that has just hit the marketplace. I mean, this woman that speaks right now on virtual stages, I mean, even yourself, you are powerhouse as well, our, our very own host, you know, the Lord is going to take your places as well. But you have to unlock your voice and actually position yourself to mm -hmm. receive what God had for you. So it's me giving them permission and giving them a, a, a safe space so that they can exercise their gifting, so that they can step into their anointing. I'm just a vessel because the glory goes to Him, you know. But it's important for us to celebrate one another, to affirm one another, and to mm -hmm. counsel one another and confess to one another because something happens when there's unity. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, like I, it's, I'm having a hard time asking those <laughs> questions because you two are so, you two are just so powerful, <laughs> beautifully said, beautifully, beautifully said. And all right, so on that sort of on that same note, Vanessa, are you okay talking? I, I don't want you to give away everything. Maybe a little cliffhanger here, but is there an overarching message in your chapter, or is there something you would like to say about your chapter that doesn't give the whole thing away? Sure. So the title, um, I think, kind of defines what it's about. It's Beauty for Ashes. Um, and it comes from this scripture that talks about, you know, God trading our mourning for dancing and, you know, the beauty that comes on the other side of debilitating losses and craziness in your life. Um, on the other side of intense heartbreak that makes you think that you can't go on and that you, there's no more life on the other side. He breathes new life into dry, dead bones and he resurrects us to be able to do things beyond that thing that we lost. Um, I think the other thing too is I am very transparent and vulnerable and honest even in my journey to get from that loss to the place of mm -hmm. resurrection and beauty, the beautiful flowers that he is, he's growing. Um, my solo book will take that even further. But in the chapter, I'm very transparent about how raw and how messed up I got and how um, honest and transparent I was with even God about that. I think that sometimes as, as believers and as people, as we're praying, 
We expect God to deliver or answer our prayers in a certain way. And I did. I thought, okay, we've got people praying all over the world and I've got all of these um, messages about what we're going to continue to do. I feel like there's a call in our life to keep going forward. And that's not how the prayer was answered. Mark was healed, but not on this side of eternity. He was healed in heaven. So the resurrection that is coming in my life is beyond the expectation of me believing that Mark was going to get up off of that table and we were going to go home together. Um, Someone said the other day, I was listening to powerful message and he was like, when we attach our expectation of how God is going to answer our prayers to how much he loves us, then we walk around broken and with these, these souls that are not, fully connected to him. They're connected only to what we want. That was a huge learning for me. I had never experienced that before Mark's death. I had prayed with an expectation God was going to answer it any kind of way. But with Mark, I'm like, yeah, not time for him to go. So you're going to answer it and he's going to keep going. Yeah. yeah. The chapter kind of talks about that and it gives uh, steps, you know, that, that I went through and revelations that I went through, key revelations that God gave to me that were instrumental for my healing and my freedom and for me to keep on going. And so I'm hoping that it's an inspiration and an encouragement for people not to give up and not to put your sight on something without keeping your heart open to whatever it else God is going to do. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I'm looking forward to reading this book, ladies. I really am. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds very, very powerful. And just that I love the fact um that you're giving a space for women to unlock their voices because it, you know, like you said, we're expected sometimes to play small, Megan, and there's no need for us to play small. And the first step is realizing that you have a voice. I I think that's like just sort of the jumping off point. And it doesn't matter how old you are, where you're from. Like we all have, have sort of had that message to sort of, you know, be the cute little girl in the corner and be quiet, you know? Um, so I, I love that. I love just the whole theme. Um, so when I talked to Vanessa and she told me about this book, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I have to ask, I ask everybody this. I, I'm really interested. I, I can't wait to hear the answers to this. Okay. So I'm going to ask you both for some wise words to share with the other Daughters of Change who are listening. So I'm going to start with you, Megan. What wise words do you have for the other Daughters of Change out there and the people who love them that are listening right now? I would deeply say that it's okay to be you, unapologetically. Um, keep it simple. That, that is my life motto. Um, it flows from, you can ask Vanessa, it flows from everything that I do. Um, just to give an example, every book that I write, those areas are the areas that are most challenging while I'm writing. And be it as it may, as I was writing Unlock Your Voice, I got resistance. But that's a given because I'm always ready for a battle. So what happened was your identity, that is what the enemy is after. Know who you are and be okay with that. Be grounded in that. And don't allow others' opinions of you to sway you And don't allow others' opinions of you to blur your vision. Because, I mean, if you are a curator of a multi-author book project and you have a title, how many people will come and say, change this, even for a podcast, even for a TV show? No, don't do it this way. Do it that way. Are you going to stick to your guns and actually say, no, but this is the picture that I saw? This is the word that I got, and I'm going to be obedient to exactly this that I got. So be okay to say no, because if it, if it doesn't serve your purpose and you say yes, you're going to bear the consequences. So I would definitely say be you unapologetically, be confident who you are, know your identity, and, and just walk out the season. I think that just keep it simple. Yeah. Be you. And you know, so true, so true, okay. Megan. I someday in another conversation, I'll I'll tell you about all the men who tried to tell me what Daughters of Change was supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, but I know what you mean because you do. You you know, first you listen. You're, it doesn't feel right, right? If it doesn't feel right, you know, do you? And 
All right, Miss V, what words do you have? Well, I will partially echo part of what Megan said, which is, um, and even from or in the midst of a hard, heartbreaking season to be authentically you. Don't let anybody tell you how you need to grieve. Don't let anybody tell you how long you need to grieve. Certainly partner with people who are going to pour into you, speak into you, climb into your pit and your hole with you, but that will also encourage you to climb out of that. But don't let anyone tell you what you need to be in that moment. Um, the other thing that I would, I would impart is just know that even the most, the darkest, most devastating, life-altering things that you go through, those seasons they are seasons and there will be an end to them. But you can't just kind of jump from the beginning of that season to the end without passing through. So being willing to go through all of the hard emotions, all of the hard challenges, all this stuff, and know that you are not alone. God is with you, but he's also going to send an army of people around you to help you through it. You've just got to be open to receiving um, support and help from them. I learned how to receive help in a way that I never have in my entire life because I was always the giver of help before. But in this season, I have learned how to just be open and to receive from people who want to love on me, help me, care for me, do all the things, and be God's arms and legs and heartbeat for me so that I can then continue to be that for other people. There is beauty on the other side of ashes. And don't get so attached to the ashes that you forget that there is beauty coming. Well said. Well said. Well said, my daughters of change. Well, you're not my daughters of change. <laughs> That's the collective mind, <laughs> not mine personally. Um, ugh. But really, very powerful words and, and wise advice from both of you. Not that I'm surprised. But I do, uh, before we sign off, I really want to make sure that people know how they can get in touch with you and some of, you know, just get a clearer picture of what you both do. So, Vanessa, uh, I know your coaching is called Graves to Gardens, but you're also doing more. How can people find you. Um, I know you work with, with a lot of uh, different things, but I know you really help people that are, are moving through grief as well. So how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way and where do they find more info? Um, really good questions. Um, I am in the process of a rebrand right now um, because my program Graves to Gardens was birthed out of my own grief journey. So it was primarily for people who are going through similar seasons than I am. However, again, because of my story, other women were attracted to me, whether they were widows or not, whether they had lost loved ones or not. So I'm rebranding that a little bit. However, it's still up and running and functional. So the best way to connect with me, I have a Facebook page. You know, I'm not all things social media. I'm old. So I don't have not done You are that not old. Really Stop well. that. Bite your tongue. <laughs> when I say old, I mean an old spirit. I'm like, I believe in like person to person connections. And so I'm still learning all this social media stuff. Hey, listen, they have a, they have an acronym for that IRL in real life. There you go. I was, I was a little, I was a little concerned to find out that there was actually an acronym for in real life, but there you well, have I'm it. I'm living it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a Facebook page. Um, I also accept or love to connect with people by setting up just kind of a little connection meeting. Um, and I use Calendly for that. So people can schedule an appointment with me through there. Um, I'm in the process of building a website. It's not done yet. Um, hopefully by the time this airs, it will be, and I'll be able to share that. But I think the, the easiest way to reach me is by email and it's infinityorchid at gmail.com. People are like, how did that email come apart? My husband actually created it. Infinity, not like the symbol, but like the car loved those. And then orchid is my favorite flower. So he put that together. So it's kind of easy to remember. Um, at gmail.com. Um, so they can reach me on email, they can reach me on Facebook, and then you can also post my Calendly appointment link as well. Fantastic. So all those links are right down there in the show notes. And no matter how you're listening to this, if you're on your favorite podcast directory, or if you're listening from my website, those links are there. But again, as we say, Make sure you're not moving while you're looking at them, either in a car or drive. <laughs> Hopefully you're not piloting the plane. Um, but anyway, just look at them when you can do so safely. And 
Uh, so we'll make sure all of those are there. And then... Megan, I mean, you have a lot of really interesting things going on. You're a true entrepreneur at heart. Um, But one of the things you are doing is you're, you know, you life coach, but you also help women who have those books inside of them, helping them with that. So uh, can you take a couple of minutes, just talk about that and where people can find you, the best way for people to connect with you? Sure. So all the books that I mentioned is available on, on Amazon. So if you type in my name, Megan Brainer, all my books would come up and you'll be able to make a purchase uh, for an e- for ebook or a paperback copy. So that's in the capacity of an author. And then putting on my life coach hat and, and book mentorship, um, I also have a, an academy that Vanessa is a part of and she's doing absolutely amazing in the She's very interactive. She's uh, the student that you want, that any any mentor wants. You know? <laughs> Thanks, Megan. She does all her homework. <laughs> so I'm an that's... overachiever. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she reminds me of myself. That's why we get along so well. Yes. So the Academy is called the Wealthy Kingdom Authors Academy. Um, that's a story on its own. I'm not still going to go into that. But if you would like to get any of those links, you can find me on Instagram under author. Megan Brainer, so that's my name, and my Facebook the same, it's author Megan Brainer, so um, if you do go and look up, you'll also see the links in my bio that will take you to whatever it is that I'm running, so the Academy is, is basically an online membership, so when you want to click the link, if you're on my Facebook or Instagram platform, it will take you to the necessary site, and then I'm also launching my how to write a best-selling book in 60 days cohort, which Vanessa is also a part of. Um, Mm -hmm. That is launching end of April, beginning May. So if you want to finish your book in 60 days, like you want to walk away with your manuscript and you're writing a a faith-based non-fiction book, you want to get into that intimate room because I'm going to keep it small um, and you will walk away with your manuscript and I will get you in touch with editors, publishers, launch team, and all of the above. So if you want to go through the same journey, just like Vanessa, I would love to connect with you and help you to unlock your voice. Fantastic. I'll make sure those links are also in the show notes so that people can find you, uh, whether it be social media or online with your website. So I'll make sure that that's there as well. And Miss V, I see you wanted to say something. Talk to us. Yeah, I just wanted to, Megan was saying that there's a whole story um, that she really didn't get into about her academy, Wealthy Kingdom Authors Academy. I just want to mention that when I first saw the title of it, I was thinking, okay, this is all about the money. And of course, I want to earn money from the things that I'm doing, but that is not my singular focus or purpose. It was the impact that I know God is calling me, but yet I was still drawn to it. And when I heard her say, wealth is not just about finance. It's about being able to live abundantly in every area of our lives, mind, body, and soul. And that is exactly what she embodies through this academy. So, you know, yes, the byproduct is, you know, income, but it's the process of going through all the things that the end result is the income and it is powerful. So I just wanted to give a plug to that. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I did a podcast not too long ago with uh, a woman that was talking about, you know, financial literacy and, uh, you know, banking careers for women. And one of the things that she said, which I find with many of the Daughters of Change that I talk to, because there's kind of a, a couple of themes like turning pain into purpose, but oftentimes women see money as a tool. It's a tool to do the things you want to do, to help the things you want to help. So I think, you know, we shouldn't feel badly about making money. (laughs) So let's just throw that on the table. No, but do you know what I'm saying? Because wealth and abundance certainly mean a lot of different things. But hey, that byproduct, listen, girls got to eat. And if a girl wants to help feed other people... Right. Which I think many of us are called to do. That's Mm -hmm. a tool in our tool belt. So just saying. So uh, but before we we all head off for our days, I know it's getting late there, Megan. Um, Miss V, you've missed your lunch. Any final words that you want to send the listeners off with? I'll let Megan go first. Okay, Um, I think I would definitely say that um, if you have, have a desire 
that God will place a desire on your heart. There's a childhood dream back inside of you, which you may have um, not received well, or maybe you were living in regret for the most time. Um, there's something inspiring my mentor told me, and she said, when she was training me, and she said, Megan, you need to remember the woman that you are called to or the woman that, that you're going to be speaking into, like in general, there's a difference between wisdom and experience. And sometimes when you speak into the woman's lives, they are as old as the last trauma they encountered. Mm, so good. So, 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 so good. So I'm going to end off with that. I don't need to say anything else because there it is. So that, you know? <laughs> there it is. So that was, that for me, I think I got a wake-up call and I was like, wow, there's a demand on what I have and I'm going to do a disservice to every woman that is crying out to God if I'm not the first domino and if I don't walk out in faith. So if you have a book inside of you, if you've been called to a certain group of people and you're perhaps afraid that you're not going to be received well, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Taste him. Trust him and see what it will do in and through.